0: Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Hey everybody, let's try this again. Now that we have a microphone, I'm Matt with the DPI Podcast. Welcome to Disney Planning Insights Live. At least half the show is live today. I am a little bright, so I'm going to turn myself down just a bit. Are you going to listen? There we go. Much better. Um, We've got we've got news. We've got notes. We've got a top three. We've got a lot of things going on tonight. So definitely hang around with us. Um, Ask any questions that you want in the chat, whether it's Disney related or not. Um, I will be monitoring chat the whole time, on Twitch, on YouTube. So um, definitely. Send anything my way that you think would be pertinent and uh, we've got a lot going on as far as Disney news. We had the Tron uh, Media Preview Day today, so we've got a lot to talk about with that and just some other things. A big, big discount being uh, released today, so yeah, let's go ahead and let's get into the news Split timer. News recorded. Where's my solo timer? There we go. Hey, here we go. Let's get into the news this way because that makes it a little easier. Alright, we got 15 minutes on the clock and we are going to talk the news. So, um, Tron Preview Day today. We had a lot of our Twitter friends, Scott Gustin, uh, Disney Parks blog, all that kind of stuff. All over the, um, the media day for Tron today. They released uh, a few different things, mainly the big thing that they released was the, the gift shop coming out of Tron, what the magic shop was going to look like for the ride photo, and the pricing for the new uh, eatery that's going to be part of that new area, Energy Bites. So a lot of cool things. Um, one of the retail experiences that got announced today was going to be you can build your own uh, action figure through the tron identity program um so where the the gift shop that was on the exit of space mountain is now kind of a, a joint gift shop between space mountain and tron and that's where this is going to be so that was one of the cool places that you could kind of design your own iphone cases and that kind of stuff now you're going to be able to design your own tron identity um the figure You'll be able to get facial features and a chip that can be used to reprogram select merchandise. Which the select merchandise is going to be that data disk that they will have those light up data disks. If you know Tron and are familiar with the film franchise, all the players in the game have these big disks on their back. That's their data disk. It contains all of their information. Um, You're going to be able to buy those and merchandise where you can clip those on, whether it be backpacks, shirts, that kind of stuff. Um, The data discs themselves are going to be about $70. Also, in this area, they announced the Energy Bites Eatery. So this is going to be um, a little like walk-up quick service that is going to be near Tron in Tomorrowland. And it's going to include... Uh, Menu items such as the digital dumplings, which are buffalo chicken, digital dumplings, beef and broccoli, strawberry, isoform isoform with strawberry ice cream mochi. Ooh, strawberry ice cream mochis. The kids might be into those. And a watermelon refresher. Lots of things on this menu. They released some of the pricing today as well. So if you want to go check some of that out, go over to the Disney Parks blog um, and check it out. You can go on to the Disney Parks Twitter as well. They have all the information there. Um, the other thing that was announced today was a relatively big discount. And and Peter and I have been talking about this a little bit as far as there is a very big lull in travel to Disney this year. Um, we're seeing it on the travel side quite a bit. Um, and it's being amplified through all the other travel agents as well. And Disney is going to have to do something to get people to come to the parks. Now, granted, are there people there? Yeah, there's people there, but this this is beyond that as far as Disney has numbers that they need to get to to be in the profitability category that they wanna be in, and right now they're not. So they released another summertime discount for Disney Visa card members and this goes up to 35% at some hotels. Um, now, this it's, it's kind of a goofy grouping of dates. So it is to miss a few big things. The first big thing that they're trying to miss is 4th um, of July weekend. The second big thing that they're trying to miss is kind of the lull um, between the 19th and the 27th of August. And then the other thing that they're trying to end it before is D23 at Walt Disney World, which starts on the 8th of September. So this is going to go May 14th to June 24th, July 5th to August 19th, and August 27th to September 7th. It's a big chunk of the summer. And some of the, some of the hotels that are part of the 35% are going to be your biggest. Big, your big boys, Boulder Ridge Villas, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Cadini Village, Boardwalk Inn, Boardwalk Villas, Contemporary Resort, Coronado Springs, Grand Floridian. Coronado at 35% off is a huge deal. Huge deal. I, I, I think that's going to be one of those that a lot of people are going to jump on and say, hey, this is worth it. Um, another one: Old Key West, Riviera, Port Orleans. There's another Port Orleans at 35% off. is huge. That's a moderate resort at 35% off. That's that. That's a big discount. You're gonna get those rooms around pop century prices. Um, Wilderness Lodge, Saratoga Springs. So yeah, then at 30%, the cabins at Fort Wilderness, All Star Sports. Uh, Art of Animation Resort Family Suites, Caribbean Beach, and Port Orleans Rivers, or Resort French Quarter. Uh, 25% All-Star Movies, All-Star Music, Art of Animation Standard Rooms, Beach Club, Pop Century, Yacht Club. 15% at the cabins at Fort Wilderness, and 10% at basically everywhere else, which are going to be mainly like the bungalows, which never get discounted. Um, There's a 10% discount for these dates. Uh, The Villas at Grand Floridian, never get discounted, 10% off. You know, this is saying a lot when it comes to what's actually going on at Disney right now. And I I, I don't think enough people are talking about the, the, the lack of reservations through the summer right now. Um, It's a huge, huge deal. Um, And it's something that Disney's really going to have to deal with. Getting into the fall, when kids go back to school, I think is when you're going to see the biggest discounts start being released. That September through Thanksgiving, Takeaway, a couple weeks in October, and Labor Day week. Other than that, I think you're going to see another round of Big discounts come out for Walt Disney World just because they're just not getting the reservations right now. I mean, it's it's just it's just crazy to think about right now. And if you're thinking about going to Disney, it's a great time because other than a few weeks, there are good discounts all summer right now, all summer. And, and it's it's just weird to think about it like that that there are that many discounts out right now. Um, and and here in a couple weeks, now, Peter's not with us tonight. Um, we're doing kind of a weird show next week because neither of us are going to be available. The first show that we have in April, we're, we'll really start digging into the issues that Disney's having with reservations. Um, and, and probably they're going to address it at D23, we think. A lot of things are going to happen at D23 that are going to really kind of pick up that excitement for the parks. But when you're thinking about the stuff that gets announced at D23, it's two, three, four, five years down the line. I mean, it may not be anything that even affects the next couple of years for the parks. Um, staying, Staying at Walt Disney World, permits were filed for construction on Cinderella Castle. End of the 50th is coming up at the end of this month, basically. They're they're already starting to get rid of some of the decorations. Um, They've pulled out some of the stuff in the grass. They're going to start taking down the gold trim on the castle, that kind of stuff. They've got permits filed. It doesn't really go into specifically what's being done on the castle, but you can only imagine that it's got to be along those lines of... Taking some of that 50th, whether it's the bunting, whether it's the gold um, little spirals on each of the spires, that kind of stuff. A lot of that's going to be coming down. If you haven't seen it yet, go over to our page. You can check out a lot of that on our YouTube channel. Um, D23. So last week, on, on March the 10th, they announced that tickets were going to go on sale for D23 Today at 1 p.m. So they really only gave you about four days to get ready for this. Um, It was it was pretty crazy. But I will say that this is one of the best limited ticket releases that I've ever been a part of with Disney. Um, we were able to get tickets, so Peter and I and the podcast will be down there for D23 this year. If you are a fan of the show and are going to be down there September basically 6th through 11th is when we're going to be down there, let us know. We'd love to meet up with you, have a drink, do something, take a picture, you know, whatever, and and meet some of the people that have helped the show, whether it's some of our influences down there. You know, I'm talking about... Uh, WDW Resort TV, um, Resort TV One, The Diz, those, WDW Prep School. Any of you guys watch, definitely we'd love to meet up with you guys down there. I know you'll be down there. Um, and, and even some of our tw- Twitter fans, followers, that kind of stuff. We'd love to meet up with you down there as well. It, it's it's going to be a good time. Like I said, Peter and I are going to be down there with our wives. And we're going to have fun. We're We're down there to report on what's going on on D23 and and make some more connections with people within the industry um that we enjoy being a part of so um definitely excited for that Disneyland Paris news Hulk is headed to the Avengers Campus at Disneyland Paris and this is going to be the same Hulk that was at Disneyland a few months ago in his time travel suit that white and red and gray suit it's going to be pretty awesome I'm super excited about that, so um, they don't have any dates on it yet, but would love to see what's going to happen with him here, um, hopefully relatively soon. Disney Cruise Line released some information about Lighthouse Point. It's going to be open for the first time summer of 2024. Now, I would almost guarantee that this is going to be a new boat exclusive island, so unless you're sailing on the wish or something newer you're probably not going to go to this island most of the boats are going to go to castaway k in the bahamas and not over to lighthouse point but we'll see what happens since they do have the two islands now it's going to be interesting a lot of cool things just think about you know a castaway k on steroids there's going to be a big splash tower. There's a little bit more like covered and shaded areas, which Castaway K definitely needed. Um, cool, just cool theming and that kind of stuff all the way through it. So it's going to be pretty awesome. Um, and then the other thing that we confirmed was that Guardian of the Galaxy will remain a virtual queue once Tron opens on April 4th. Um, This is kind of interesting because they really haven't run with two virtual queues um, at the same time. So I'm interested to see kind of what happens with this. Just because you're going to have to make a choice um, on the park and and that kind of stuff. So it's going to be very interesting how many people can do like a virtual queue for Tron in the morning and maybe hit the virtual queue for guardians of the galaxy in the afternoon which it doesn't seem like it even needs a a virtual queue in the afternoon it seems like the line kind of runs its course and then it's basically walk on in the evening anyway so we'll kind of see what goes on with that but kind of is what it is um tron virtual queue process 7 a.m not required to be in the park but must have a magic kingdom park reservation 1 p.m. Must be in Magic Kingdom to join the virtual queue. 6 p.m. on selected dates with extended evening theme park hours. Um, Those are going to be for your special events. Uh, More Lighthouse Point. Oh, and then... uh, (laughs) The Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, The joke of Walt Disney World right now has decided that they have... um, they're, they're cutting cruises. Basically, they're cutting it down. Instead of doing three to four cruises a week, they're doing two cruises a week now. And then, basically saying, oh, we're going to give huge discounts to cast members and APs and that kind of stuff. It's, it, it's just dumb. Nobody wants to do this right now. Um, it's priced out of a lot of people's price point, for especially for two nights, basically. It's three days, two nights. It, it's And it's... For a family of four like mine, it'd be over $6,000. It's just stupid. Um, They just keep trying to cut the cost suck out of this thing as much as possible. So it kind of sucks, but I mean, I'd love to do it. But right now, I, I just I can't justify six grand for something that I'm moderately a fan of. You know, I like Star Wars and everything, but I'm not just a huge fan of Star Wars. So, I don't know where I could actually do it and 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 justify doing that whole experience. So, it is what it is. We'll see if they bring down the price on it or anything like that. But until then, it's not anything for me. So, that is your news. And that was 15 minutes, and that was pretty awesome there. So, um, what we're going to do now is we're going to go to a little bit of pre-recorded top three. Um... Again, Peter and I got together last night. We recorded this. Enjoy. Business trip.
1: Uh, the people move
0: <laughs> It does people a little bit. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Matt with the DPI Podcast, and I've got Peter with Princesses and the Mouse and Disney Travel. Yeah, I think that's all of it. And- hey. <laughs> it is top three time um we are doing this a day early uh this week because it's it's golf season and you're gonna get to see that a lot this year (laughs) as we get into the spring um so yeah so how top three works is we pull out a chip from this baggie here it has a number on the spreadsheet that i'm looking at there's a corresponding question comment category that we give our top three answers um So if you want to be a part of this section, you can um, go over to the website. You'll see it down at the bottom here, or it's patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. Go up in that top right corner, and you could submit your top three category today. Don't do it tomorrow. Do it today. Yes, yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to pull out this chip for tonight's show, and it is going to be number... Sixteen or ninety-one. It depends on which way you want to look at it. But there's only if twenty-five. They so they
1: don't go as high as ninety-one, I guarantee it's sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> so let's check out what number sixteen
0: is. And we are doing um sixteen tonight. Ah, here we go. This is a a, a quality Disney um Disney category. We're gonna do the top three dark rides at Disney. So we've got, well, we don't have anything because my Stream Deck decided it wanted to go somewhere it shouldn't have. So we're gonna hang here for a second while my Stream Deck decides it's gonna figure itself out and then we'll go somewhere else. There we go.
1: You got 20 seconds. Planning your first trip and getting overwhelmed by all the details? Planning your next trip and just want some new suggestions on things you haven't tried? Contact me at Princesses and the Mouse Travel, and I'd love to work with you planning your next trip to the most magical place on earth.
0: You can contact Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel
1: on Facebook
0: at P A T M Disney Travel. All right, and we're back. Um, hey, it worked. Yeah. So, top three Disney dark rides. Um, this is a pretty big category because Disney is basically known for their dark rides. I mean, that's kind of what put Walt Disney on the map with the World's Fair and everything that went along with that. So Peter, why don't you go ahead and give us your number three Disney dark ride?
1: Yeah. And, and realistically there's, and there's lots of rides that you can be like, ah, it's kind of technically a dark ride. Um, I, okay. So. I have my three. I have to decide what order I want to go in so that you don't take them there, <laughs> right? Um, okay, so I'm gonna go with a relatively new ride for my number three, and I am going to go for Navi River Journey
0: for okay.
1: my number three. Um, I, I think that counts as a dark ride, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, think bo- oh, any of those
1: inside boat rides, yeah. Yeah, completely enclosed in a building. You're transported to this completely different uh, world. So I love, I, I just don't think we talk about Navi River Journey on this show enough. We talk all the time about Flight of Passage and other attractions, shows, and things in Animal Kingdom. Navi River Journey really is a fantastic ride, slow-moving boat ride. It is really, really amazing in there because, you know, as the theme fits here, the building is completely dark, except... You have bioluminescence all over the place and the kind of the neons of the forest of Pandora at night. And so from glowing creatures to sort of like bioluminescent algae in the waters. And this ride is really, really visually stunning the first time that you go on it. And it really, really culminates. And what I love about this ride is the massive animatronic of the shaman of the Navi who is sitting there and singing and just the lifelike nature of the animatronics is absolutely amazing. The song is incredibly catchy. You'll leave the ride and for the next like hour you'll be like, I'm dying. <laughs> right? Like it and it just doesn't get enough love because it is relatively short. And the, the ride queue does move relatively slow because the boats are just two rows. So at max, they're fitting eight people, but probably only like four to six people per time. Um, and the boats can't touch each other. So they have like a locking system in the same way that frozen does. So they just can't put a lot of boats on in uh, yeah. So that kind of leads to a little bit longer of a ride and, there are definitely more thrilling things to do. But definitely worth mention for one of my top three dark rides at Disney. Yeah,
0: and that was really the introduction of this this current generation of animatronics. Um, that and Elsa in the Frozen ride were kind of the first two of those new style animatronics um, that they are now placing in parks around the world. So,
1: Oh, Disney Plus has a remarkable... So, um, I just lost the word. But, yeah, they have a documentary of, of sort of creating that animatronic was the most ambitious thing they had ever done.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Peter's number three, Navi River Journey. I'm going to go to Magic Kingdom. I think I'm going to pretty well stay in Magic Kingdom if, if things go well. Um, so, I'm going to start with one of the OGs, and I'm going to go Carousel Progress. And... You know it's not necessarily a ride but it's 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 one of those things that disney use their technology very well to put together an attraction that works very well and that has worked very well for a long time um it's something that usually never has a huge queue it is a, a very i don't even want to say outdated because it, it is a little outdated but it hits home with a lot of different people when you get in there whether it's you know your older generation um our parents generation you know our generation there's kind of pieces in there that we all kind of understand and we appreciate in there good use of animatronics um a lot of the old style techniques for changing rooms and that kind of stuff so just a really really cool thing that again just like Navi River drink, I just don't think it gets enough love for what it is I mean because that really was kind of the start for um, the American Adventure, the Hall of Presidents and things like that with, with mass numbers of animatronics in one attraction so my number three is going to be um, the Carousel of Progress. Let's go to our number
1: twos Yeah I really like your number three there because, you know, I kind of talked last show about the nostalgia of the 50th anniversary. And if you want to go nostalgia and Magic Kingdom, look no further than the Carousel of Progress yeah. all day. right? It, it literally came from the World's Fair and is now on site over here. So uh, really, really great. I, I was rolling around with that in mind, so I'm glad it, it got mentioned here. Uh, I'm going to stay in Magic Kingdom, which unfortunately might make you get more creative, but I promise <laughs> that I'll consider jumping out of Magic Kingdom. I, I thought about when you said you were going to stay in Magic Kingdom all the time, I was like, well, maybe then I should just grab one at each of the other perks so that they get some love. But, boy, I've got to talk about this one because it is just it is iconic. Um, we kind of talk about the nostalgia and all of that stuff. And so I am going to throw that my number two favorite dark ride is haunted mansion. So I absolutely love haunted mansion. It is just, it's macabre, but not overly spooky. It's, but it might be a little bit too intense for younger kiddos. But then once they kind of realize that they survive through the end and they don't have to come number 1000, then they <laughs> typically warm up to it a bit more. I mean, one of one of the more original rides for at Magic Kingdom, um, California over in Disneyland has a fantastic version that is very very similar with some subtle differences, and and that makes them both kind of unique on their own. But no trip to Magic Kingdom is complete to me unless I've ridden Haunted Mansion. Uh, it is it is just one of those rides that you enjoy it. It's fun. I can't say it's lighthearted because it's not really lighthearted. No, but but you've got to be old enough to get
0: some of the, the reference.
1: Yeah. And it, but it's, it is just such a a cool ride. And again, we just kind of talk about culmination on my last one culminating in the graveyard scene in haunted mansion. You get this catchy song, you get the hitchhiking ghost. It's just, It is just a phenomenal experience and just always puts a smile on my face every time that I ride it. It's almost like you sit down in the doom buggy and just go, "Uh, (laughs) I got to mention Haunted Mansion. I apologize if that was one of the ones that you were going to talk about in Magic Kingdom, but you can get creative and maybe go find something in another park.
0: I'm going to find something in another park because my number two is going to go over to Hollywood Studios and it's going to be Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway um and and i i think whatever ride was in this building would have probably made our list because the great movie ride was fantastic in its own merit but mickey and minnie's running runaway railway is just a fantastic ride for the whole family um board a train that is conducted by goofy and chaos ensues and um it uses a trackless technology um that's similar to what is used at in rise of the resistance and just it's a fun ride you got multiple showrooms there's what one two three four there's six showrooms that each have their own fun elements to them right i don't know i'm counting them you keep talking yeah i was gonna say the entrance room you kind of go through that train tunnel which i wouldn't call a showroom the western um the carnival
1: i guess there's seven showrooms but yeah yeah the city the ballroom the factory the park yeah yeah so but no it's it's just a great ride and each
0: each of the showrooms has its own unique element uh for the ride so just a lot of fun each car has its individual path for the ride as well so if you sit in a different car each time it's a little bit different experience which is also fun so you can actually ride it four different ways and have a lot of fun with that as well so which is which is really nice Um, so my number two is going to be mickey and minnie's runaway railway let's get on to our number ones and peter before we get to your number one where can people find you
1: well, uh, best place to find me is on Facebook. If you just uh, find Princess and the Mouse Travel, you will see a picture of me and my kiddos. And I would love to talk to you there. On top of that, obviously, you can go over to our Wix site and kind of fill out the info form. And that'll get sent along to me as quickly as possible. And uh, I'll get back to you as quickly as possible. Uh, I will say, though, on the, the communication side, I will get Facebook a little bit quicker. and uh, as that kind of comes push notification to my phone, uh, but the email, it's relying on me getting into Gmail and opening it up and, and seeing the form. So, uh, it might take a little bit more time, but if you prefer to communicate via email, uh, then let's make that the first way we communicate with one another. That sounds good.
0: Jeez. I, I dropped my right. cap. What's your number one?
1: Well, I mean, I, there's like 12 more that I want to talk about, but i will make sure because i am sure that you're going to go back to magic kingdom so i'll let you go back to magic kingdom with whatever you're coming back to i am going to go maybe give epcot some love and over at epcot i am in between two so i am going to go with actually i'm just going to have a very boat themed dark ride and i am going to say that my number one favorite dark ride is the Frozen Ever After. It is so it, it is fantastic. I remember when when we started going back to Disney whatever it was 8 9 years ago with the kids. I I remember walking through the World Showcase and going, "Wait a minute, I swear there was like a boat ride in Norway. Where is it?" <laughs> and that's when I like looked up. "Oh, my goodness, it's under construction right now." because it's being re-outfitted for Frozen. huh? That's gonna be really cool. Um, So fast forward to then when we went back the following year, it was done. And I remember riding that ride and just feeling awe. Awe is the only word that I can use to describe it. And the experience starts way before that because even just in the queue, you enter into the village of Arendelle and you see some of your favorite kind of like scenery and characters and nods to different things during the movie. As you kind of work through the cobblestone streets of Arendelle, you go in to the Oaken sauna and see the family. <laughs> in the, in the More works. than you want to sometimes. More, Yeah. And, and it's just really, really cool because you are just kind of like stepping through you're like there, you you arrive to it, and then the ride itself is just—it really is spectacular. You start out, you see the trolls, you see Olaf, you see Anna and Kristoff and Sven, and it's all going great. And then, oh my goodness, you go through that door, and the way they timed up your experience with Elsa and the animatronics and the sidewalls and the mid I mean it's just it is just an absolutely phenomenal ride and I remember the first time I rode it oh like I remember riding the ride like this <laughs> and then just sort of getting off and being like that was amazing and And to think that they took my childhood ride that I remembered and enjoyed and put this amazing overlay over it, the ride was exactly what I remembered because it is. They left the track the exact same. I was like, I feel like we're going to stop, and then we're going to go backwards for a little bit. And then, yep, that's exactly right. Um, What Just what an amazing ride, though. If you have never been on that, you know, I always have clients go, oh, well, you know, we're going with our kids, so we want to go – to Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom. And I'm like, why aren't you saying Epcot? Like, why is Epcot is number one. And one of the reasons (laughs) it is number one uh, is because of Frozen Ever After. So that is my number one. Matt, I know you're going to go to Magic Kingdom. And I know that there are lots of different routes that you can take on this one. So that means I must have taken Haunted Mansion from you because you went over to Hollywood Studios. Um, so what is your favorite dark ride at magic kingdom? Cause you only have about seven to choose from.
0: I know, I know. And, and I figured this was going to be your number one. Um, so I'm glad that you kind of went away from it, but, but I had some backups as well, but I'm going to go with pirates of, of the program. Caribbean. Ah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it I,
1: was just, those two. I was like, do I go with frozen?
0: Yeah. I it just, it, it's just so iconic. It, 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 fits the bill in so many ways when it comes to Disney you have the smells you have the animatronics you have the scenery you just have that nostalgic Disney feeling and I mean like you said I could have gone a lot of different ways with this one but Pirates of the Caribbean and it's one of the rides that when you go from park to park to park it is vastly different the only two that are really very similar are Disneyland and Disneyland Paris But past that, all of them are very, very different. So if you want to see some cool dark rides and some cool differences between the same dark ride, check out different versions of Pirates of the Caribbean. Because out there, there are, especially the Shanghai one. The Shanghai one is unbelievable. Um, But the one at Magic Kingdom, fantastic. It's about a 10-minute ride. Just, again, great scenery. You have that iconic queue... Um, another great cue if you want to get out of the heat or the rain or something like that because it can hold a lot of people under that canopy and just it moves fast they've got two sets of boats going at all times and just it just a great great Way to remember Disney, you know, when I think about our trips, I can always remember a Pirates ride like you can always remember a Haunted Mansion ride. I can always remember a Pirates ride or something that happened that we ended up at Pirates or, you know, it's just one of those rides that you just kind of end up going back to two or three times. And it's just one of those rides. So, you know, it's a Pirates life for me. I'm going with Pirates of the Caribbean. And that is my number one. So, Peter, another great show. Thanks for joining us today. Um, we also
1: inadvertently did our
0: top three boat rides. Yeah, <laughs> for the most part. Well, I I did Mickey and Minnie, so and you we did. We had a
1: collective. We had a collective three boat rides.
0: Yeah. So, you know, if we do a top three boat rides one, we're gonna have to drop Haunted Mansion, Mickey and Minnie's, but and carousel progress i stayed away from the boat rides so we're good um so let's go ahead and let's get into a client question do you have questions concerning planning a disney trip ask them live on the show or submit them on our website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning right so we just did a top three with peter from princesses and the mouse disney travel about our favorite dark rides at disney and kind of what i wanted to do with this client question was really talk about those pivot rides and 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 rides that are great to kind of go to when the ride that you're wanting to ride is is super busy what are those rides that really are great to either get in under a queue or um that normally have lower wait times that you could you could jump on and and ride something you know to kill some time while you're waiting for a parade or waiting for the fireworks or something like that so let's oh. go park to park um let's start in the magic kingdom you know if you had to waste some time and you were you were thinking about a, a ride to go to where would you go
1: hmm yeah it depends. Boy, there's several different places I can think of. Uh, So we actually just, in the same episode, you just got done talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. And Pirates of the Caribbean is a really, really great place. And you kind of mentioned it in the top three. So I'm sort of stealing some of your lines here. Um, But it's a huge queue. And most of it's undercover. And most of it's inside on top of that. And so um, getting in there can be... Uh, really really great to beat the heat or to hide from the elements and Not feel like the ride line is dragging on So even when they have like a 40 minute posted wait time, which is about as bad as it gets Unless it's down for part of the day and therefore they have a whole bunch of lightning lane return times. Yeah Um, But even when it's posted 40 45 minutes, I I promise you're gonna be out in 30 like that thing can be completely full, and the nice thing is because they have the two sort queues, they normally send the regular line one direction and the lightning lane another direction even when it's busy because the lightning lane still gets a vastly shorter wait time, but you still have one full dedicated line. Every boat takes, I don't know, upwards of like 20 people on it. Yeah. Um, so it's it is really nice. <clears throat> That's kind of that area of the park. Um, over if, if let's say I'm trying to get a parade, you know, you kind of mentioned that in the, in the, the, the lead up the premise, if you will, to this, um, I, I might, would almost,
0: I would almost do like that meet and greet with Tinkerbell.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Especially if you're, if you're waiting up front, it's a good way to kind of pass and kill the time. I was actually thinking if I'm going to try to catch it in the hub, by the castle, perhaps going over to uh, the lap floor is a really, really underrated thing. Or again, if you're just looking to beat the heat, um, gets you in, typically you might stand in line for five to 10 minutes, but that's really because you're waiting for the previous show to to get done. Um, Big seating, nice air-conditioned. And so um, we could kind of say that about just about any show, but. Yeah, I was kind of leaning towards the laugh floor uh, as a great way to just kind of kill 30 minutes or so yeah. if if you're looking for something to do. Uh, it's a really, really good fallback. And then obviously there's other things like Voyage to Little Mermaid typically has a short line. Haunted Mansion's line moves relatively quick where you could maybe pop over to there and then catch the parade in Liberty Square. Um, so, yeah, lots and lots of them. I mean, heck, you could even you could go get in line if it's not, whether you're escaping from it. If you're just trying to kill 30 minutes before a parade. Uh, even when Big Thunder Mountain Railroad has a line out to the bridge, it's like a 40 minute wait, Yeah. like tops, so. Uh,
0: all right, let's, let's yeah. move over to Epcot. Um, Epcot for me, I think that go-to ride is going to be uh, the Little Nemo ride, uh, or the Finding Nemo ride it just again you get inside it's kind of up in that corner and you know it's it's a it's a fun little ride nothing nothing spectacular never really commands a huge wait time maybe a half hour at most um but kind of can give you that heat relief or any something else you know as you work your way up through i think in each one of those pavilions the land the sea and um imagination there's one ride in each one of those that you can really do that with i mean you got uh da, da, da journey into imagination with figment and then uh living with the land in the land pavilion they could all be great ways to do that as well you know where where do you and your family go
1: so you actually you what the DVC lounge <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, it's all in all seriousness. Uh, yeah, you actually hit on ours there at the at the end. Um, I'm not a big fan of Nemo. I, I agree with you. What's great is you go into the ride queue, and you're almost immediately through some automatic doors, and immediately in the shade, away from the elements, um, in an air conditioned building. So, and then you start working your way through the queue, right? Like that's yeah. that's what's really nice about Nemo. And it's a relatively long queue to where even if you want to just kind of, like, sit over to the side and just not get heat stroke, uh, it's it's really great. Uh, You hit on R2, though. If we've got about 45 minutes to kill for whatever the reason is, we are headed for living with the land. Yeah. Like, for sure. Um, My wife is just a big fan of that ride. I'm a big fan of that ride. It's really great. I love... Living with the land is my go-to when it's raining, um, if it's not just to go up to the lounge and have have a soda. Um, I love living with the land, especially when it's raining, because you get inside, and if you get down to living with the land kind of before the rest of humanity piles into that area, because we're not the only people to have this thought, um, you get on living with the land and you ride through the little pyramids, and it's just really cool when it's raining outside. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of see the rain, rain slapping the roof, while you're looking at the fresh-grown plants and the and the aquaculture and the <laughs> you know, all of all of that stuff. Like, it, it's just a it's a fun experience, and it's a really good way to kill a little bit of time if you gotta kill a little bit of time. Um, uh, on top of that, what's great is if you ever get caught in a storm and you're around the world showcase, almost almost every country has some type of a little show a cultural celebration or something like that um so just kind of know if you're ever on world showcase and it just starts to downpour on you head for the big building because there's probably something in there to entertain you yeah whether it's you know like three caballeros or frozen ever after you know working your way around the reflections and uh, impressions just so many so many things Mm -hmm. to go look at
0: all right, uh, Animal Kingdom. I think Animal Kingdom's one of the harder ones just because there are so few rides there. But I think I think when we're talking about, you know, killing time, per se, at Animal Kingdom, we're probably looking at more the shows than we are the rides. You know, you've got The Up, uh, Bird Show, and then you've got um, the the new Finding Dory, the musical... Uh, over in the, was that the Living Wild or what's that pavilion called now? The building the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. But it's it's basically yeah. between Asia and Dino Land. It doesn't fit with much of anything. Um, a theater on a back walkway. Theater in the Wild, I think, is what it's called.
1: That might be it, and that's also a big area where Animal Kingdom can expand. Which I think that is kind of in in the works. That's from, that's
0: their thought. That's where that's where they're thinking with that big sky project.
1: Yeah, which is uh, the Zootopia. Yeah, you know all that.
0: Outside of Dalwall bar, where do you go?
1: <laughs> I do go to Dalwall bar. <laughs> well played. Uh, you know, in Animal Kingdom if I'm looking to kill a little bit of time, it's funny you mentioned the up show because that, that bird show is just fun. It's kind of similar every time, but because the birds are the actors uh, it's always unique in, in a little bit of ways Uh, that's more of the, we don't target that if we're walking by and all of a sudden we look down and go, Oh, show starts in like six minutes. Oh, like, it's not even a thought. We just like, yep, let's go watch. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't say that we, we actively go target that as a, as a sit-down spot. Um, tough to be a bug is one where we'll go, uh, hey, we got – because the great thing about tough to be a bug, right, it's on Discovery Island, so it's so centrally located that if you're waiting for a return time or you're waiting for a reservation or you just want to beat the heat, well, coming out of there, you're in the hub of animals, so you're ready to spoke. Yeah. So whatever direction you want coming out of tough to be a bug, which which makes it really, really nice um, to go and sit down there air conditioning, even when you're waiting for it, you're under the roots of the trees. So it's naturally air conditioned um, the roots of the tree. <laughs> On top of that, if you're just looking to kill some time, I, I think we would be remiss to not bring up the two jungle treks, the exploration falls and the Maharaja jungle trek. Uh, obviously, that is a fantastic place to just go kind of walk through at your leisure uh, enjoy the animal life there are some experiences at animal kingdom that you won't get anywhere else i think of the walk-in bird aviaries in particular where i mean they're straight up like flying right over your head if you're patient and calm they might walk right up to you i mean it's it's a pretty unique aviary experience uh, to say the least. So, yeah, those would be my kind of go-tos in the animal kingdom.
0: All right, and let, let's finish out with Hollywood Studios. Uh, Hollywood Studios, for us, is, is really unique because we, we usually have a plan to get out of Hollywood Studios. Um, we're usually there to just write a few things, and then we're probably going somewhere else. Uh, but if, if we were going to kill time, you know, it's surprising, but I think that we would try and do Smuggler's Run. Um. You know, I think it's the the less loved of the Star Wars rides. Um, some people just don't want to go that far back into the park to get to it. So I just I, I feel like it's got it, it's got its merits, especially at the end of the day. Um, it tends to just kind of dwindle down um, as as people start filtering up towards the front of the park. So it's a, it's a good ride to catch later in the day. And then the other thing that we would probably do is the Muppets 3D. Um, just just a fun 3D show like Philhar Magic and that kind of thing. Um, but again, in line with the shows, it gets you into a big holding area that's air conditioned. Prior to the show, you have the show room itself, which is air conditioned, and then you come out into a shop that's air conditioned as well. So, you know, three three big air conditioned areas that you can hang out in. There, uh, where are you going in Hollywood Studios?
1: Uh, If I'm just looking to kill some time, I'm probably at Tap House. Yeah, Baseline. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at Baseline Tap House. Um, Big fan of that place. The pretzel's fantastic. Charcuterie board's good. Um, Not super family-friendly, but ABC Commissary is just around the the bend where you can grab some stuff for your kiddos as well um, before sitting down. Kids love the big pretzel. Um, So if I'm just looking to, like, Hey, take a load off, sit down, unwind a little bit. I'm a big fan of baseline. Uh, and then if I'm looking to, so let's say I'm trying to escape the rain. I'm a big fan of going and getting in line for toy story mania during the yeah. rain. Uh, right. Big building, big queue line. You can typically rely on the line to be a good solid 30 to 40 minutes of taking you out of that rain. Um, Kind of similar to you, Smuggler's Run offers that same advantage because you go get in this line and you're basically undercover the entire time, slowly working your way through it. Um, So kind of same idea for me would be Toy Story Mania. And and then if I'm just looking to kill a little bit of time, boy, I am a big fan of the Frozen Ever After sing-along at Hollywood Studios. Oh, yeah. Uh, same idea if I'm trying to escape from some rain or some heat. You sit down undercover. It is outdoors, but even just being in the cool concrete area undercover with the little ceiling fans rotating air around immediately cools you down. And then it is just, I mean, it is, you cannot have a bad experience in the Frozen Ever After Singalong. You just, <laughs> you really can't. So it is by far worth the whatever 45 minutes ish you're going to kill from getting in line to getting seated to watching the show. Um, It is, it is just a fantastic time. We are big fans of it. And it's, it's a pretty big staple for us when we are at Hollywood studios is to find the time to hit up that pros never after sing along. So.
0: All right. Well, There are a few ways to to kill some time and to get out of the elements when you're around Walt Disney World. Um, Another great show. I'm Matt. That's Peter. Thanks for joining us tonight. We will talk to you later. Bye now. facebook dpi podcast twitter at disney insights if you're looking for the travel go to at patm disney travel on facebook if you're looking for our videos Um, like subscribe share do all those fun things help us grow this is the dpi podcast and we will see you next week bye now